This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. I love all the seasons. I like them to be proper, if you know what I mean. My two favourite would be spring and autumn, or fall. Spring is galloping ahead now, and the birds and buds and even the bees are all heralding it. I recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago, but then had the opportunity to have conversations with two great guests, Mike Griffiths from Cumbria and Jeremiah Owen from near Los Angeles. I didn't want to wait to share them, so held this one back. So please excuse my reference to mid-March. I do know it's nearly the end of the month. The topical tips are still relevant and hopefully will get you thinking about what spring cleaning you need to be doing around your alpacas. Enjoy the sun, rain or cloud. We will probably have it all. Hi, Steve here. Welcome to Alpaca People Everywhere. I hope you're having a good week and the weather is not interfering too much with what you're planning to do. Here in the UK, as we approach the middle of March, the weather is interesting. In keeping with the year so far, everything seems to be early. That includes what we refer to as April showers, which shouldn't be here till next month. They come and go in a flash and can include hailstones, wind, sudden downpours and bright sunshine. The alpacas were just starting to dry out and become fluffy again, and I could even tell what colour they were supposed to be. As well as the April showers, we get storms blowing in off the Atlantic. The alpacas are coping really well, but do get a drenching at times. I'm back to living in my waterproofs. It's either raining or about to rain, or it has just rained. Whichever it is, the alpacas are wet, and if you get up close to them, so are you. So at the moment, waterproofs are just necessary. Around the valley, there are signs of new growth. Why does it always start with nettles and brambles? The grass will begin growing in more earnest soon too, which is always welcome. In the meantime, we continue to supply the alpacas with hay and dry food supplement. For the females, I like to add in some dried flaked peas. On the bag, they are described as micronized which means rolled flat and quick-dried. This makes for easy digestion and is a good source of extra protein for breeding females through the winter. I don't know whether you ever listen to or watch gardening programmes. Here in the UK, as people get slightly older, the BBC radio station they listen to gradually changes until you reach BBC Radio 4. I know, I remember when computing was done with punch cards and paper listings and before there was the internet. I think I was born listening to Radio 4. There's a programme on there called Gardener's Question Time, and each week they give a roundup of topical tips from the panel. What to do in your garden this week? It's not quite the same, but I thought for this episode we could do topical tips for what to do in your alpaca garden. I recognise that through the magic of the internet, and courtesy of Apple Podcasts, the Alpaca Tribe podcast wings its way to most continents and many countries. I find this amazing and just wanted to say thank you. I really appreciate you listening 
and joining together with me on this alpaca journey. It's great to have you here. Why don't you drop me a line and let me know where you're listening from, what season you're in, and what kind of things you're currently involved in working with your alpacas. The first area I want to mention is mating. As spring comes round, thoughts begin to turn to the next generation. Having said that, I've got one male in particular called Howell, who has this on his mind all year. He seems to spend most of his time in the corner of his field, hanging over the fence trying to talk to the girls. Because of this, he's a bit of a loner, and when we let the girls out to go alongside the lake, he gradually tracks their progress in his own field, so he can keep an eye on them. The other males just get on with grazing. If you're planning to breed, then a key factor is the timing of the birth. Alpacas are our induced ovulators and gestation is 11 months plus or minus a couple of weeks, which does give you some flexibility. However, the weather and seasons change year by year so that what would be a good time for Korea to be born one year may not be the same the following year. Sometimes the grass does not get growing very quickly and other times, like last year, it made a reasonable start and then due to lack of rain did not progress. We had scenes of farmers in the UK feeding their winter forage store to their animals through the summer because there was no grass. So timing is best set for the spring when there's a good supply of grass coming on tap and stretching on through the summer, though it's a bit of a window rather than an absolute. It's still early enough to be planning the matings and identifying what characteristics you are wanting to develop in your herd and which males might add that to the genetics of which females. It's always a fun but challenging time trying to work that out. In addition, we have the large element of chance, which is always present in genetics. Keeping good records is essential to help with this planning so that we can see patterns and identify typical characteristics each male will add. For example, density or crimp with the fleece, or good body conformation. My second area for topical tips is shearing. Along with mating, shearing time is not too far away, and many people are turning their attention to finding a shearer and making the necessary preparations. They are out there, though I know many people struggle to find one. Be looking now and get them booked in. I've noticed with our alpacas that some fringes will need attention before shearing time, and some of the young ones will need fleece clearing around their eyes to avoid wool blindness, which just means that it blocks their view rather than they actually go blind. If you do your own shearing, check over your equipment and get the combs and cutters sharpened in plenty of time. Fleece needs to be stored well, and before the next harvest is made, sort through any existing stock you've got, checking for the presence of moths and removing and disposing of it very quickly. The third area would be birthing. If you have Korea due this year, then remember to schedule in looking at the birthing kit. This is a collection of essential items and everyone has their own favourite pieces of kit to include. We also need to think about Korea Watch. What does a Korea Watch kit consist of? This is a deck chair, a flask, binoculars and a length of rope. What's the rope for? Tying yourself to the chair so you can use the binoculars to watch from a distance. Close, but not too close. The basics for birthing kits would be disposable gloves. I use some thicker latex ones. Do pay enough to get decent quality and the ones with longer cuffs. Also lubrication gel, 
spring scales with a small harness for checking birth weight. This is now available as a digital one. Iodine or equivalent for treating the umbilical cord. Tincture of iodine is best if you can locate it since it helps to dry the cord. Tincture just means it's got some alcohol in there. A digital thermometer and disposable towels. Other things to have on hand if there are complications are a bucket, pleated cotton wool and possibly some conforming bandage, which sticks to itself but not the fleece. This can be used to hold the tail out of the way. I've had this in my kit for some time but never actually had to use it. Not so far. I keep my birthing kit in a standard toolbox with a large compartment covered with a tray. This keeps all the bits and pieces in one place and also with a lid that can be closed over to protect from sudden showers and inquisitive noses. As well as the birthing kit, I found it helpful to maintain a grab bag for all year use so you can deal with emergencies in the field. To make this practical and mobile, I usually put it in a small rucksack. Since we are thinking of spring, do think spring clean. Go through everything, sort things out, throw away half-used things and anything that's dirty now, and replenish your stocks. So, we've thought about matings, we've thought about shearing, and thought about birthing. If I was going to give you a topical tip for your alpaca garden this week, I think I would say, number one, check feet. With all the wet weather we've had, and the mud, there could be some brewing infections and injuries underneath on the pads, so do check them over. And secondly, to check fringes, trim where necessary. And number three, check body condition score. With the full fleece or near full fleece at the moment, it's difficult to see just by looking whether the animal is in good condition. You need to get your hands on them and check the body score. This can be done by placing your hand on the back above the hip area and hands width forward is how I do it. Use the same hand, use the same place, use the same person doing it. And this is a comparative test. So you're comparing change. That's what you're really looking for. And as you put your two fingers, thumb and forefinger down onto the spine, you'll be able to judge whether this is too fat, too thin, or just about right. They tend to run fairly lean. If you need help with body condition scoring, do have a word with someone or drop me a line and I'll point you in the right direction. And because I'm good to you, here are my top equipment tips. In addition, this is a free extra bonus. Number one would be hurdles. Do invest in some tall alpaca hurdles to create catch pens. These are on my essentials list and will make such a difference to being able to easily manage doing husbandry tasks with your alpacas. I also use them for pen matings. Number two, a diary or a wall planner. Put key dates in there and record events and things you notice. For example, Talia. One of our females was limping on a Tuesday, and by Thursday this had cleared up. It's useful to have a check. Electronic diaries and calendars are useful and essential because of the reminders and alarms that we can set up for them. But a paper one, which can double as a notebook, can be really helpful to have around. Worth a thought. Third point, a good broom. This should have a big head and wide spaces between the bristles so it doesn't get clogged and the handle should be long enough which means longer than most usual standard brooms. You can then get good purchase on clearing and mucking out which we have to do so much of the time. Okay that covers my topical tips for your alpaca garden for this week. Hopefully your spring is going well 
and will continue to do so. The storms should be abating, the sun should be warming, and we should start to see yet more green growth coming through. Wish you well, and do keep listening. We'll be back soon, and look forward to having you join me again. If you've got any questions or comments, do drop me a line. Love to hear from you. And if there's anything in particular you want me to cover, do let me know that too. All the best. See you again soon.